All right, y'all. I got off with Scott Fearson um, at, at Concord. I believe I pronounced that right. And uh, Scott, if I pronounce that wrong, uh, please forgive me. But um, great episode, as always. We kind of dive down a little bit of everything in strength and conditioning. Um, I really got intrigued with his uh, leaderboards that he does at his school, um, the different divisions, the different metrics he takes a look at. Um, we got to dive down of different avenues of um, what strength is and what uh, he does there at his school uh, currently. So please enjoy this episode with Coach Scott Furson. A uh, couple of things before we get going off of here. Uh, definitely want to talk about our new sponsor, which is the Working Dog Coffee. Okay, this is from Brennan Sweeney down in uh, North Carolina. Uh, has a coffee has a coffee um, company down there, and. Um, Something about that company is is that you know there's so many people I know that miserly consume coffee through disturbing products on the market, and the solution we have is offering an organic coffee that doesn't have any of the nasty side effects as a poorly regulated energy drink. The product, the only products you'll need on the label are 100% organic coffee with organic flavoring. Our two flavors, which is the mail and the burner, are a great mix of a high caffeine product and a classic Com- Colombian favorite blend for coffee drinkers. You can use the code CHATS for 15% off and every bag you buy will help support Working Dogs charities around the country. Again, that is code CHATS for the coffee. Now, also, we have to talk about the other sponsor of this podcast. What's the other sponsor for this podcast? You can believe it. It is Team Builder. So let's talk about Team Builder. Team Builder is the software for performance coaches around the world. Their powerhouse platform provides coaches with an elevated experience when it comes to program development, data tracking, and staying connected with athletes and clients. Team Builder full of tools that coaches need, like multiple max training methods, 16-plus reports, evaluation testing, and goal setting, to name a few. Coaches also have access to consultations with team builders and house sports scientists to help manage and analyze data. Head to teambuilder.com and sign up with the promo code CONJUGATE to receive a 30-day free trial as well as a 52-week football workout program. Enjoy this episode of the Conjugate Chats. And welcome back to another episode of the Conjugate Chats. Uh, again, it's, I believe it's still December 28th. It is. Um, just sitting here in the studio, uh, a.k.a. the kitchen in our home. Um, kind of not ready to go back to school, but, you know, it'll be uh, 
it's slowly approaching all of us here. Um, I got on today Scott Pearson over at I want to say Concord. Is that correct? Uh, no, it's okay. It's a uh, Concord. Uh, Concord. It's in Elkhart, Indiana. So Concord High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I've always I always mess up the high schools and names and stuff. Like that. I, I I'm terrible at like pronunciations. So uh, right. yeah, just you know, correct me as I mispronounce a lot of things along the way, Scott. Um, but it's awesome to have you on the podcast, man. Oh, man, I appreciate it. And, I mean, since we're correcting, it is Coach Person, not Pearson, but that's all right. <laughs> I don't take offense. Everybody calls me whatever. Normally, it's just that Coach with the big beard. So, it's uh, yeah, it's awesome being on. Super excited. Was actually uh, talking with your boy, uh, Justin Loudon, the other day. Um, and then I was actually just on the phone with him. Literally 45 minutes ago, talking talking some uh, some scheduling and some programming that we're doing, and mentioned that I was going to be on your on your podcast. So he's excited to give it a listen. I'm excited to be on here. Uh, but if you've ever listened to mine, you know I got to hold on, got to crack the can and be a caffeinated coach. You know. Awesome, coach. Yeah, um, I listened to your episode with uh, Loudon uh, yesterday. Yeah. I actually had some time to sit down. I usually listen to podcasts like either in the gym I just, or just driving and stuff like that. I saw it. It's like, let me get to this listen real quick. Like, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I really, I really like Coach Loudon. He brings a lot in depth to his programming, and sometimes I kind of get lost in it. I'm like, holy crap, dude! Like, there's there's just things I didn't think about when he start like just mentioning just left and right, just just keeps on just it's so mm-hmm. in-depth and so detailed and um that episode was just kind of the same way it's just like there's just layer on top of layer on top of layer and he's a really intelligent dude yeah. man oh yeah he's he's awesome um glad i met him uh through through this play mentorship thing like we talked about on our podcast uh, but he's uh he's seriously like i text him all the time he told me that you guys are in a group chat uh text as well it's funny how a lot of us strength coaches have you know, our tribes, our, our people that we kind of like really click with and we can we can chat with um, about conjugate. There you go. Through your episode in there too, conjugate chats. But uh, we can we can talk a little bit and it's just, uh, you know, it's a good it's a good time. And he's like I said, he's awesome. We got on the phone. Next thing I know, he sends me a um, just because I asked him a question about his triphasic stuff. And I was going to try and implement it a little bit into my programming cycles and uh, was just kind of getting like bouncing an idea off of him. Next thing you know, he sends me um like a whole Google file of all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to read that right now. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it, just even the simple stuff, man. He just, he's really in depth about what he does. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that I guess that's why he's got Strength America at two different schools and the program of excellence and Strength Coach of the Year. I mean, uh, Colorado, I mean, I, I guess that's, uh, you know, he he takes it very very seriously like most of us probably do but he's just just mm-hmm. right one above man yeah no he's he's an awesome cat uh like i said there's there's so many great people in this industry and i like uh when we when we kind of dm back and forth about where do we want this episode to go and i love that you get on you're like hey i don't really have a script and i'm like i never have a script so like it's a uh, i think it's gonna be exciting but that is that's one thing and i know it's something you do an amazing job of is shouting out um, different coaches making the big time where they're at and like what they're doing. And uh, I just want to say, I appreciate you for doing that stuff. I appreciate being on here, but appreciate all the other coaches out there. Like it's super important. That's why I started mine 
was it was really just um, getting together and we would lift weights and then we would go eat. And then eventually it was like, man, we talk about so much cool stuff. What if we did it as a podcast? And that's, it kind of organically grew. And I just think that that's something that I know you also like to bring up, not to run your show for you, but you also like tips and stuff like that. But as you can tell, I'm a listener. I'm, I'm a loyal listener, sir. Um, but I think that's one huge tip, especially for whether you've been in the game for a while or for a little bit, is to like the thing I'm thinking of, you can't be scared and you can't be pounding your chest. And if you're in the if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. And it's important to like reach out and talk to people and you don't have to necessarily agree with them. Like the one thing that we got into on our episode between since we've been talking about Justin, like he doesn't test. I do test. I love battling for the boards. That's and there's plenty of coaches out there in the Twitter world. Oh, oh, you're such a bad person for doing that. All right. Well, my kids are strong and they're confident and that's what we're building. I'm trying to build strong, confident individuals. That's cool. You can do whatever you want. Great. But my kids are awesome. Um, so that's, uh, I don't know, that's, that's just something that I think is super important is listening to, like you said, you listen to podcasts when you're driving and doing other stuff. I think it's also because strength coaches listen to more music than anybody on the earth because our entire job, we're, we're listening to music and banging and clanging. So uh, it's nice to, to listen to, to like-minded individuals and even people that aren't necessarily like-minded, but in the same field, but think differently than you. And it, and it, causes you to think and try and figure out some stuff to do. And I just, that's, what's really awesome about this profession and so many different individuals is um, the people that I associate with are not necessarily like me. I don't think I could handle two of me in one room, but we have a lot of similarities and it's, it's cool. We're just, I think a lot of strength coaches are in it for the right reason of trying to make kids better. And I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you kind of took my question of the the podcast your your podcast man of of you know why why did you start that? Um, I know yes. well I talked to Loudon uh, and we chat back and forth almost daily. Um, he mentioned about mm-hmm. your podcast about y'all getting together and then you go lift and then you go record a podcast. I was like, man, that that's awesome. I would love to do that in the state mm-hmm. of Tennessee, but all all of us and. Uh, on the advisor board or just in even strength coach. I think the nearest strength coach where I'm at right now is a solid hour away. And you yeah. know, otherwise we're in East Tennessee. We're just like five, six hours away. I mean, like that would be awesome to do, but also, you know, logistics take over at, at that point. But I guess for y'all in Indiana, I mean, that's cool that you're able to do that and be able to live together and then just chop it up, bring ideas and, um, be able to record episodes as well. I would love to do it in person. I have never done in person recording at all. I would love to do that. How does that work out really? for you? Uh, it works really, really well. I think. I mean, heck, um, maybe maybe your listeners can give one or two of my episodes a listen and and tell me what they think because I don't really get a whole lot of feedback. Um, like I said, mine ours is caffeinated kosher. Like I say, it's ours. Uh, and it all started, believe it or not. Um, Matt Cates up at Penn High School, who is our advisory board uh, president. I think that's what it's called. President. I don't know. I'm the vice. I don't know. I'm second. But anyways, he uh, he invited people over to do like a chalkboard session. And so we went there and I met um, a lot of different folks. And then one person in particular, uh, his name was uh, Latinsky, Aaron Latinsky. And I mean, you, you got this show called Conjugate Chats. You want to talk about conjugate. This dude's conjugate. And he is a stud. 
um, out at Plymouth High School. Well, he's there. And I'm like, man, I like we were there. It was supposed to be a couple hours or maybe an hour. We were there for like four or five hours. And I trained with Matt right before we did it. And I like it. And I like being a part of a crew. And I like hanging out with people, um, which I don't think we get to do a lot of. And like growing up, I was the kid in the neighborhood that knocked on the doors. Hey, you want to go to the field and play football? Hey, you want to go do this? You want to go do that? You want to play basketball? So it kind of keeps me young in a sense or keeps me happy, I guess. But uh, he came over to, to Concord the very next day and we invited some other coaches. And in the beginning, we had a lot. Every once in a while, we don't have a whole lot. Um, now that Letty's got his garage gym, it's, he's very hit or miss, but he's, he's still a dude. He's still a dude. But now it's been like, um, that's how I met AJ Grzynsko, uh, who was, uh, who's our reigning state coach of the year right now out of Hanover, he drives here all the, he drives over an hour to get here. Um, virtually every Sunday he comes. Um, there's been a lot of great guys that I've met through these other coaches. And you talk about not being around a lot of people. The school I was at before this was Columbus East. And so I was way down South, Southern Indiana, where there's not a lot of, there's not nearly as many. Um, Central Indiana obviously has the most with the indie schools and Kevin Vanderbush being the godfather of strength and conditioning in the high school setting. Um, so blessed to be in the state of Indiana where we've got some of the top people that ever freaking do it. But then I move up North and it's a little bit more densely populated with, uh, the strength coaches right around here. Like the NLC, the conference I'm in, we all, there's, there's a strength coach at every school. Um, so I got brought up here and it's just been really cool to, to kind of take the lead on it. Cause I like doing it and I do have a really big weight and it's nice, but I wanted to like, that's how I learn. I learn more from people. Um, I am trying to, I'm working on getting my master's as well. So I, I, I do that stuff. I have tons of letters after my name, but none of that really holds a candle to having a conversation with somebody. So I like experimenting. I like lifting with them too. Cause that's when you really, you get out of the, the, uh, just the, the normal talk, like, well, like kind of like what we're, we're doing now, or if you call someone on a phone or something like that, when you're lifting and actually watching them, and you get a sweat with them a little bit and you get a struggle and you do a max effort and you're spotting and, and whatever, and you're, you're getting after, or you see someone do a certain thing and you're like, what's that? Then you can ask about it. Like the first times we were doing them, we used to take a whiteboard and each coach would write a part of the workout and then we would just do it. And then it turned into, okay, I know I'm good at this. So I'm going to kick butt at this. So I'm going to write this high volume stuff. And then this other coach might write something super heavy. Like, and we would just do it. And it was fun. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. And then it's, it's been rolling for almost a year now. Um, I think the, the first podcast was sometime in March. Um, and we've consistently done one every Sunday. Cause that's when we meet and we've been meeting for Sundays for well over a year. Cause like I said, we used to go out for breakfast, um, and go to grandma's, which is like this little, uh, breakfast place right by the school. And it's just been really cool getting to know a lot of these coaches on a much more personal level than just seeing what they put on Twitter or seeing what they put on socials. You get a talk with them. Uh, Servando, shout out, just had a baby girl. Um, so he's already sent pictures of his little baby girl and uh, absolutely beautiful family. And I've had dinner with him and his wife. And it's just really nice getting to layer that into what we do. And it, it makes a really, really great community aspect of the strength and conditioning world because it's still a fairly new position and we're still, I believe all different. And I don't think anyone has the exact answers, but I think we're all trying our, our best to be the best and competition breeds success. So yes, you're competing, but you're learning from each other too. And that's where it, it, 
I think that's where the magic lies, man. Is that you're sitting there and building camaraderie b- between you and you know your fellow strength coach as well, and you're building that relationship, and then you get to see things in person, uh, and then ask about them. I'm on the fly, man. I mean, I wish I had someone you know side by side with me. It's like, okay, we're gonna do this. It's like, okay, why we're we doing this? Why why this rep range? Why this means says? Why are we doing this particular movement? And then you know what does it complement? What you know. Just ask all the questions about because I I don't know if anyone knows I I love asking questions I'm not afraid to ask a question just because I I like to know um I was that kid right. in, in the weight room uh, in college and high school it was like okay why does squatting twice your body weight even matter why does you know I I just want I just curious I just wanted to know um and then let I guess it led to a profession of teaching and you know going to the weight room and then explain to 14 to you know 18 year olds about why we should squat and why we should do certain movements and why you know sprinting is um a key factor in our athletic development and you know all the good wonderful stuff man so that's awesome that y'all do that in indiana um i like to establish something like that in tennessee at some given point you know maybe not next year but next you know five six years you know find some way to do that because that's that's awesome man yeah, well, when you get together with the uh, like the NHSA like family events and the state, con- they're always so much fun, and everybody's always like, "Man, I wish we could do this again, like sooner." It's like, why can't you? Like, I've I've driven to different schools. I've driven out to Northwood. I've driven to Crown Point. I've driven to New Prairie. Uh, I'll be taking a trip down south uh, next week um, for a surprise guest that I'm going to have. Um, but I've I've been I've been to Penn. I've been to Walk. I've been to like different. Ooh, I also like being in other weight rooms. I think that's fun. I think it's fun to go in another weight room, and it's just fun to to get with the coaches, but also to compete and talk some crap. I love talking crap. I like boards. I know some coaches don't like boards. I don't care. I do, and it gives it. I don't know. It's just it's fun to razz them up a little bit. You know, kind of like like brothers and sisters. You know, it's. I mean, I've got two younger brothers. And I, I grew up picking on them. They pick on me. And that's just, it's family. So we always say, hey, it's a family. It's a family. Well, you know, it's okay to pick on each other a little bit because it's all lighthearted and fun. And I, I don't know. I enjoy it. Gotta love competition, man. Gotta love competition. I, I like that you're oh, still yeah. on your boards. And uh, I think you posted on social media about all the time about like, oh, well, we got this going on. I, I really love your recaps of like, the week on Instagram and stuff like that, man. You do a really good job and a really good presence on social media with highlighting your athletes, showing what you're doing, and then also kind of breeding that that kind of electric feeling coming into the weight room. It's like, we're going to get after it today. And that's badass. God, mm-hmm. oh, man, I appreciate that. Thank you for noticing that. Um, well, it, I mean, a lot, of, a lot smarter people have said simply just meet them where they're at. They're on their phone. Um, there, there's no getting around it. They're on their phone. I didn't try to be a big time social media person um and then my boy kate's called me the social media whore uh was his exact words and me being who i am i leaned into it i was like all right here we go i'll lean into it i will i'll be the best at it so i try to do it but um even on the weekend updates i like doing that for our parents too i've noticed that a lot of parents so i established a parents facebook page and then a lot of the parents, like at, um, when I when I see them somewhere or talk to them about the Facebook parent page, they'll say, well, I follow you on Instagram. It's like, okay. 
So I give all the information always on Instagram. Uh, TikTok is normally just fun videos. Uh, Twitter is mostly me just retweeting stuff. I don't really care for Twitter a whole lot. I'll put like the, the podcast on it or something like that. It's more coaches are there. And then um, Facebook would be parents page. I, I would really break it down for the parents and explain um, um, things in, in just normal lingo. So they understood what was going on. They, they know exactly our, our whole calendar, videos, everything. But Instagram, I try to make sure that everyone knows what's going on. Outside, inside doesn't matter. It's, it's kind of this uh, UDL model of teaching. So kind of flipping the classroom. So if I explain everything, your, your homework, so to speak, is you seeing this 90, and I try and keep them as short as I can, 90 seconds is the goal. If I can give you 90 seconds and it tells you everything you got to do when you come in, I can re-say it, but very quickly. You've already seen the videos. I have Team Builder, so I also have videos on Team Builder showing you the exercises. We showed you on a video on Instagram. It's like, how much more can I do other than lift the bar for you guys? Like, you know everything that's going on. So I'm just trying to uh, to give them the biggest advantage I, I can and take advantage of it. And yes, I do want to, um, I want them to have pride in what we do, a lot of pride in what we do. And I want them to respect each other as well. So like when we do videos, I try to have as many different people on as, as I can. One of my interns, Zoe, made our last video, which was our Max Out Week video. And I said, hey, your only goal is, sure, I want to get some of the big lifts. Like we had 14 school records uh, broken during the winter max outs, which is crazy because normally the winter max outs make me very depressed. Um, but we had 14 school records broke, um, including a, a girl that weighs 130 pounds, cleaning 175, a gentleman that squatted 635, actually low too, not some of that stuff you see on Twitter. Um, but it was, I mean, we just tore it up, but I was like, Hey, let's make sure I want as many people on these videos as possible. It doesn't have to be their heaviest lifting because that's hard to time for her, um, to get all these videos with 28 racks. And I think Zoe, Zoe Myers, I got to shout her out because she did an absolutely amazing job editing the video, um, getting it all down and trying to shrink. She had over 20 some minutes of footage and shrinking that into a 90 second thing. I was like, yeah, see, these videos ain't, ain't so easy, are they? Um, but she did an awesome job of of making that. And I think the kids appreciate that you're showing them off. I think kids value that a little bit um, and their name on the board and stuff like that. I just think it's cool. That's one those too, is that kids like to see your name somewhere displayed on in, inside your facility. Um, I noticed that with our kids, uh, a lot of our football guys, they want to know who's on the leaderboard. They want to know who's got the highest bench, who, who has the lowest bench who has the highest squat and everything like that. Um, and I, I, I think that's a really nice job of just displaying, not just your strongest people either, because if we're being real here, right, so some of our skill guys from football are not going to be our best lifters, you know, and still displaying those, those kids as well. Our freshmen, especially our freshmen, our freshmen are not going to be the best lifters in, in the weight room. That's not going to happen. But you can just still display them and see what they're doing and be able to show their progress along their four or five years of, you know, if you got them in middle school to high school or just as a freshman to their senior year. You know, you can see their development as well. So I, I think that's a really nice yeah. job, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And we do we, we divide it by like weight divisions. So I have two weight divisions for females and four weight divisions for the guys. I know um, uh, Kate's at Penn. He does it by, I believe, their grade level. So he'll have like freshman rewards, sophomore and stuff like that. Um, I've just always done it by, by weights because that's what we did at, at my last, my previous school. And before that, I was at such a small school. We just did male, female and just had them on the board. But 
giving them a chance to get recognized. Plus, we have different clubs that they could possibly make, even if they're not necessarily the putting up the most numbers. But we can do like double body weight stuff. We can do um, uh, when you do the body weight breakdown, that helps a lot too. And then ratios help. Um, so pounds divided by their body weight. Um, then we do this uh, our pound for pound champion, which is a digital board in the middle underneath our board. And I take pictures for that every year. And those kids get to stay up. That's the only board other than the legends board, which is the school records. Um, that digital board, that's the pound for pound strongest in the four core lifts, clean squat, bench and deadlift um, every semester. So then that, that digital picture that they, that they do stays up all the time. It just rotates through on our, on our digital board, which is, uh, which is really cool. Cause this year I asked them to like, Hey, be creative with it. So um, Will, who, who broke his own squat record and was the pound for pound squat champ, he's, his picture is him at the mop sink with a, uh, a wet floor sign because it was for the clean. So it was a clean in the picture. Like it, it was humorous. I liked it. So he always comes up with a cool one. So then um, Claire, who, who also got the clean, or no, 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 Claire didn't. It was, uh, oh, shoot, Crystal. Crystal got it. So then she did like Windex spraying a, a plate for the clean. Like they were actually doing some fun uh, pictures. So now instead of just their face, but it's, and it's there forever. So it's going to be cool. So when they're, when they're, when they have kids and they come back and see it, that'll be a fun little picture to show them. Man, coach, I, I appreciate, and I really liked your creativity and your, your building fun with your strength program, you know, and I, I'm guilty of this as well. So I'm, I'm preaching to choir this, you know, I get so lost in the weeds of like, we got to get strong. We got to get fast. We got, you know, there's certain things I got to make sure their techniques, right. Everything like that, man. Um, but man, it looks like you're just having fun with your program. And I mean, you're also stealing, you know, you're, I, I know that you're building technique and you're building relationships and all the things that we talk about, but I think that that's a part of our field that is kind of lacking is, you know, enjoying it, being, you know, making it fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids are going to, you're going to get more out of them if they want to be there. Um, and you have to build trust with them. You, the kids have to trust and believe in what we're doing. And it's a lot better to build a relationship with someone that is smiling and joking around with you than someone that is just being an ass. Um, now, don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm, I keep it real with them. Um, there was a uh, saying that was, you know, build a relationship so strong it can withstand any truth. Um, which is, which is an absolutely amazing saying and something I truly believe in. I, I will build a relationship with, them. um, but I will also hold them to a standard. And sometimes, you know what, I, I'm not going to lie to you. That can get me in trouble with certain folks. Um, if, if they don't like how I'm handling things or talking, they'll let me know. And I'm going to keep, you, you gotta, you gotta press it a little bit. You can't just be, um, you know, a little attaboy that just goes at it um and lets things slide because it's i always say it's a slippery slope if if i start letting certain things slide or i start then it's going to get bad it's going to get chaotic it's not going to be what we want at the same time you know i'm not going to keep it very it's not militaristic in here it's it is fun it is we we amrap we go we we cheer each other on and it's it is building a culture and that's the culture that i um, and if that doesn't work for a coach or a community or a school or something like that, that's absolutely fine. It's, you're not, not everyone's going to be the same. What's, what's really great is the way that I think, the way that I go about things, the way that, 
what I believe in, I, I think the kids have really, really bought into it. Um, they want to be in here. Um, they, they believe when I tell them that something's going to happen, it's pretty awesome. And sometimes I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but if I believe in them just enough, like you can get that. I know you can, you got 20 more. Let's go. Like then they just, they do it. And it's some of these kids have, have given me goosebumps. Some of these kids have brought tears to my eyes, like watching them. And I'm very real with them. A lot of them know my background, my history and stuff. And some of them don't now that I've been here for a few years. And I, it's not like I go around telling the story all the time, but it's easy to find. And um, there's a lot of kids that would do just about anything for me and vice versa. Um, we believe each, we believe in each other. We're a family. That's what we build. And um, that's how, that's kind of how it is in the strength community too, with, with who, who I like to have in my circle is, is people that, what was it? I think Conor McGregor said it. Don't, don't eat with people you want to start with. The same thing. I'm not going to go around. I'm not someone that, um, it's just going to go hang out with whomever or, or buddy, buddy up with, with whatever to try and get it's not my style. I I've told that to anyone. I'm not good at the politicking part because I don't want any part. I don't want to do it. I just want to build athletes and I want to build a program and I want to win and I want to be good at what I do. And I want to have an amazing family and I want my kids to be able to come to a place and win. And that's what I'm trying to build. It shows through. I think passion is part of that equation as well, man, that, you know, you got to be passionate about what you do. You got to be passionate about the kids. You got to be passionate about your standards. You got to be passionate about every little detail that you put into a program. And I, I, I just from the outside looking in, um, you know, you can just see someone's passion. And that's why I see with your program a lot, um, not just through your words, but through the actions and through the body language that I see with your athletes. You know, are they just moping around, just trying to survive, or are they thriving in your environment? And right now, they're thriving. Uh, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. And they are. They, they walk tall, they walk proud, and they should be. Um, and I know there's, there's, you know, the, once again, those sayings out there that pride can be the downfall, but they got pride. Like, come on. Like, you got to have some pride in what you do. You got to have pride in what you produce. You got to have pride in what you're capable of. Ego, yeah, that's different, but you should be proud. And there's nothing wrong with being proud. There's nothing wrong with trying to win in a culture that doesn't believe in winning anymore. There's nothing wrong with being a winner. And winning is hard. Winning is not normal. Winning is not typical. Um, and we're, I'm, at a, I'm at a school that, I mean, the reality is we're mediocre at best. Uh, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of banners hanging and stuff like that, but I think we can. Um, I really do. The, the kids are the kids are all in, and it takes it takes a lot though. It takes a lot. We're getting a lot of great people in place in in different sports, different coaches coming through. We've got really good group of kids throughout. Um, and like I said, I do like I do like numbers because it's something that I can compare and because I do hang out with so many coaches, we are very strong. We are very fast. And I have to affirm that with the kids all the time. I was like, you guys don't realize it. Go, go look on Twitter. Go look on whatever you want. You are strong. You are fast. You are capable. We need to get it done. You got to believe. You got to believe, but believing ain't enough. You got to work. And when you work, you got to work your butt off. You can't just toe dip. We don't do that. No toe dippers. All in. 
all in. That's that's just kind of how you have to be. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, I kind of think about with our football guys here. Um, I yeah, we did our testing and whatnot before Christmas, and I, I was just curious. You know, I, I do a quarterly uh, evaluations just to see where our program's at. Um, just see, you know, are we dipping? Is there things I need to change? You know, what whatnot. I think for football, our average bench press was like 160 pounds. Average guy bench press. And I told, you know, I told our guy, I said, look, right now, I, I mean, I'm a straight shooter. I, I don't sugarcoat much. I'm not going to because uh, kids need to hear it. Kids, kids need to understand how to handle, you know, certain things like adversity. And um, I said, look, guys, we're weak. So I, I'm not going to, I'm going to shoot you straight. We're weak. But you don't have to be. When you come back for Christmas, Either you man up or you shut up. So mm-hmm. we can get up. You know, you can attack the weight room. You can attack our speed training. You can attack uh, and get better and see that number go up. Or you can just lay down and we can have another five and five season in the regular season. So that that's up to mm-hmm. y'all. And, you know, the response we'll find out here in about a week or so. But, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. You got to be real with them. You got to be... I mean, you don't have to be an ass about things, and that that's a fine line to be an ass and then being real with them. Um, mm-hmm. But right. yeah, I mean, you got you got to still, and it's like you you're weak right now, but you don't have to be. So we're not winners right. right now, but you can be, and that's a really important, I think, mm-hmm. a really strong message to send. Oh, a hundred percent. That we did. Uh, so our head football coach asked me. To hey, can you get the numbers for our, for our average offensive lineman, average defensive lineman? Because we're graduating, um, like three three linemen that are pretty darn big boys. Um, but to let the incoming guys know, like, hey, we're not messing around. This is what it takes to play for us. Like our average. So I'm looking at it right now. Our average O lineman. So we took uh, just averaged up the five starting O line, two forty eight point two body weight. 267 clean, 477 squat, 290 bench. Average D-line, 223.75 body weight, 273.75 clean, 465 squat, 277.5 bench. So we're looking at those sophomores, juniors, and saying, you have to get to this. That's our average. That's not not a ceiling. That's not a – that's average. You want to be good and you want to talk about being good. And for a lot of them right now, it's just simply you got to get your weight up. Like you, you've, you've got to get some more pounds on your body. Um, we've got a couple that are good frames, good frames, nice, long, tall frames. Got to get some weight on. And then once they get some weight on, we're going to get some strength on them. We're going to be, we do speed work in here all the time. We're going to be fast. We're going to do what we do. But that was just a, it wasn't to call them out. It was to, it was data. It was, this is, this is just is what it is. And we went back and took those same starters and looked back at their uh, spring of last year and their winter of the year before to let them know, okay, this is what they did. Like they're, if you look back two test cycles ago, that clean for those line, it was just 220 and it got up to 267. That clean for those D linemen was like 258.75. It got up to almost 275. The squat jumped from 431 to 475. The D line squats went from 422 to 465. The bench went, the bench went up really crazy. And I, I, I compliment that on our winning warmup that we tried for my master's program. Um, I think that that rose all of our squat and bench numbers crazy, but the average bench went from 256 to 290 for those same kids. It was the same five kids. 
It's the same kids, one year cycle, average, average. So there's still, I mean, once again, some of them went way heavy and some of those actually messed up the data because you know how it is when you're a senior and you're done. So some, it could have been higher. Uh, it could have been a lot higher, but we had a few kids that like they're seniors, they were basically done um, and they weren't lifting so hard working into this, this winter testing cycle. Those numbers could have eaten better, um, but that was our average. And it's just letting them know this is what we've, we've got to do. And um, once again, that, that winning warmup, we started implementing that a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar or not. Um, just so it's a potentiation style warmup, uh, Matt winning. Um, so you basically do four sets of 25 at two weak points and then a movement prep. Well, in my room, the way we did it was we did um, two weak points and then two movement preps. And we just did five minutes inside racks, five minute outside racks, flip flop. And this is what I wrote my first paper about um, was seeing, it was all about strength in an athlete and it was a female basketball player and, and arguing that strength would make her a better basketball player. She ends up, she's leading the team in offensive rebounds after not playing basketball since like fifth grade. And she just came out as a sophomore. My argument was, a stronger, more capable athlete that has been training will be able to contribute compared to someone that just plays one sport year round. She's a multi-sport athlete. Um, now, obviously she's a great athlete. So that helped, <laughs> that helped a lot, but these, these winning warmups, um, they took a little dip in the beginning, but as we went to our pop weeks and stuff, it, I really, uh, contribute, um, the, the gains or whatever that, that they had, like her numbers went up in everything. She also holds the record in the the clean that we talked about earlier. And then she got the 135 bench, something like that. Her squat was two, 250, 40 something. And I can't remember, but it was, it was still good. Everything went up. Like everything that we test went up. So, and it went up with everyone because even though I was only supposed to do it for one athlete, we did it for everyone. And we did that on our Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we implemented this warm up, and we kept our dynamic movement assessment warm up on the other two days. And, uh, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm working on programming right now. I had my my old interns, uh, Thomas Wurtzball and Nick Thane in here. They're always hanging out with me. They're they're off doing awesome college stuff right now. But they were in here. We were talking about, okay, I want to keep the winning warm up on one day. I want to do this. I want to introduce some adjustments, triphasic work. And I'm looking at my big sheets and I'm trying to have fun figuring out, okay, where can I reasonably put this in where I'm not changing everything, but I'm changing a little bit because I believe in experimenting i believe in just because it's always worked doesn't mean it can't be better so there's nothing wrong with taking a four-week block and trying something and typically as coaches we're pretty smart and if you look at it and you're like this is not going well you can switch out of it but i really want to back to the, some of the tips that you that you may ask for later i don't know sorry i'm caffeinated um <laughs> but that's that's part of it is like i'm not afraid to try something especially if I already know a successful coach is implementing it and then I can make it work with what I already do and have a little twist on it, a little, a little variation, if you will, a little times you get, then it's, uh, it's going to work well. Sorry. I'm just rambling. No, you're good, man. That's what this podcast is for, man. So you can ramble, talk about what you need to talk about, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. I just, yeah. I, I like I like hearing I like just sitting back and listening, man. I you know when I first started this thing, this podcast, I just kind of sat back and listened because I was still early in the game. Uh, I was just I was just trying to soak in as much information as I could, man. And now it's just sitting there, like just almost appreciating what people do at their own settings. 
and seeing what they do and how I do things and, you know, see correlations and, uh, I don't know, correlation doesn't equal causation per se, but you could also see it as like, I do that same thing. So I'm, you know, and you're talking about like taking things from successful coaches and like, I do that same thing. I, I do the same thing Coach Loudon does, and he's a state, you know, the coach winner in the Strength of America and the Program of Excellence, and we're doing the same thing. Or I do things similar to him. It's, I, I don't know, just kind of appreciate, you know, coaches, what, what they do. Well, and we should all do that. Uh, I worked under – I was always supposed to be a head football coach. That was my path. My path was to be a head football coach. I, I worked under Pete Gass. Then I worked under Travis Nolte. Um, then I worked under Bob Gaddis, who is a Hall of Fame coach. And I learned so much in my four years at East, just that I incorporate into my strength program. But he would, going along the lines of what you were just talking about, uh, he would always say that you want to learn from people who have been there and done that. And he would say he's had, he had a lot of great sayings. Um, but you want to learn from people who have been there and done that. Nowadays, anyone can have a voice. Anyone can have a podcast. Anybody can write a book. Anybody can do anything. But you want to learn. From the people who have been there and done that. Don't just say it. Talk's cheap. Work wins. That's another one of his sayings. And I learned so much from him and how to kind of filter through what you should be listening to. Because everybody wants to tell you how. Um, not very many people can show you. You can show me how and you have experience and you've done it. Then, then you got something for me to learn. You're just telling me what to do. I'm not listening to you. Uh, I don't care what your title is. I don't care how many letters you have after your name. I don't care anything. If if there's no proof in the pudding, I, okay, you're just talking to talk. I don't want to listen to you. And uh, that's something I got from him. And um, like I said, he's just an absolutely amazing, amazing coach, program builder. That's what he does. And uh, I implement as many things possible. That's that's um, just been blessed to be around a lot of great coaches that I do take from them because. You want to learn from people who have been there and done that and are successful at the level that you want to be successful at. It's not like they got there by happenstance. Um, a lot of people will say, oh, well, it was the kid. Yes, it was the kids. But if you're constantly doing it for 30 years, I mean, unless that, unless the water there, the bloodline is that freaking good, pretty sure the dude can coach. So you want to listen to those folks. Absolutely. Uh, let's kind of take it back a little bit. Um, I want to talk about your leaderboard real quick and the divisions that you set up for the, your guys and girls. So explain that for us. How does that work? How do you track that? Um, what are the incentives uh, per se for someone that meets the qualifications? Like if they got top of, um, let's just say for a guy that's, let's say, 225 plus uh, a body weight, you know, in the big uh, lineman, defensive lineman. Let's say they hit you know, their all-time PR bench, and it's like ridiculous. What are these things for those athletes, and what are the divisions that you have for your leaderboard? Okay, so are you talking about like the the top five leaderboards? I do a lot of boards. So any yeah, let's go top five. Okay, so so the top five leader. So um, so we're the Concord Minute, um, which uh, the Minutemen were you know ready for battle early early history stuff like that. So. I took that and said, okay, we're going to have a play on words. We're going to call it battle for the boards. Those are my top five boards for the clean, the squat, the bench, big three, which is those three combined, the ratio, which is those three combined divided by body weight. And then we have our deadlift, um, which is its own separate board because I love deadlift. Um, kids love to deadlift, but I didn't want to 
Most schools don't deadlift. That's a reality. Most schools don't deadlift. So I didn't want to incorporate that into a big four. I didn't want, I wanted ours to be the same as y'all's so that when we're stronger than you, you can't say, oh, well, you threw your deadlift number in. No, it's separate. Don't worry about that. We're just stronger. Um, but we have those. Sorry. Uh, we have our our big three, our big three clubs. So we have club boards for females and males. Um, female starts at 400, it goes four, six, or I'm sorry, four, 500, 600. We've had 700 pound uh, big three girl clubs uh, as well. Boys start at 700, goes seven, eight, nine, a thousand. Right now I have somebody at 1270, not including their deadlift. Um, then we have our bench volume club. Now we took this from Kevin Vanderbush. So at Ben Davis, they have a 200 by 10 or more. So we have, and well, 200 times 10 is 2000, which is a ton. Like a, it's a metric ton. So I just called it, you bench a ton, because that sounds cool. So it's called bench a ton club. It means I bench a ton. So when someone asks you what you bench, you say, I bench a ton. Like I just thought it was a play on words and it was cool, but you had to go 200 or more for 10 or more. And then we added, because we were getting good at it, we added the combine club. So the NFL combine is 225. So we do a 225 by 10 or more. Now you can't go for the combine club and only get three or something. That's a waste of our time. You got to be in the, in the ton club and then you can go up and then you can try 225, but it has to be 10 or more. Um, then we have, and then for the girls, we do a bench, bench a half ton instead of a ton. So they do a hundred by 10 or more. And technically I have um, a female who qualified as a ton because she did it for over 20 reps. She did it for 21. She's a sophomore swimmer. Yeah. She did a hundred for 21. Um, might've been 22, 21. Uh, but then we have our clean club. Uh, once again, I took this from Kevin Vanderbush. It's uh, the clean is 235, not 225. Now, why is it 235, not 225? I don't know. Ask the Godfather. I just take what he does. Um, so he did it. I said, sounds good. 235 it is. So we do 235. That's what you got to get to get on our board for that club and for our ladies, because anything I do for the guys, I want to do for the girls. Um, for our ladies, it's called the Big Girl Plate Club. So it's 135. Um, now, since then, I do have female bars. So now you have to do a plate and a five to get to 135. But we still just call it the Big Girl Plate Club. Um, so that's our clubs. And then we have the digital ones is pound for pound. So you take that and divide. Um, and then we have like some speed clubs and stuff like that. But as far as you asked about alignment, um, if he's PRing, if he's a top five when it comes to test out week, then we're putting his name up on the board. That's what you get. You get your name, you get recognition. I don't have t-shirts. I don't have bands. That'd be really neat. I don't get money for that stuff. So I don't have it. Um, but you get your name on the board. Now, the other board I do, the leaderboard that I do every week is our leaderboard, uh, AMRAP style. So we, we are an AMRAP um, school. I know people don't like that. Don't care. Um, but we will go 8-8 AMRAP, 65%, 6-6 AMRAP, 75%, 4-4 at 85%, and then AMRAP single-single at 95%. It actually follows Pearl Twins charts of uh, adequate dosage if you look into it, but it's fine. Just tell me I'm horrible for AMRAP and kids. But uh, if they if they get the top number, then we write it down and it's on the board. And we take a picture of them, put that in our stories on Instagram, and that's what they get. They get recognized with their picture and their name. And then when someone beats it, then I take a picture of that person. I erase their name, put that name on the board. And whoever has it by the end of the day has it. And then I just leave those names up on the board as it goes through the whole cycle, which is four weeks. So then once the four-week cycle is done, then I erase that board and we do it again. 
Um, and then if you do, if you make a club in the middle of the school year, I'll write your name on the board and keep it there because I only type them during max week. Cause that's just a lot to type and then go up to the boards. I have to get a lift because they're, uh, our boards are, are way up high. They, they didn't have boards when I first got here and that was something I wanted. So when we added them, the room wasn't designed to have them in a, in a space that made sense, but it looks great where they're at. I mean, it looks awesome. It's right above our windows. It looks perfect. Uh, JS, graphics came and did all of our boards and they look absolutely amazing so that's kind of how we do do the clubs for the for the boards so once again that that heavier lineman um or well normal lineman is only 225 uh so that lineman that wants to get into a top five i mean right now if i look i mean he's gonna have to clean over 250 to make our top five uh probably more than that he might have to clean about 270 um our squat, our top of our squat board is 635. The, the bottom of it's about 450, 475, something like that. So he's going to have to squat about five. Um, bench, he's going to have to bench about three to make our top five. Uh, if he were to come through and wanted to be on our top five board for, for Mac House, that's what it would take for a lineman to make our top five. Sweet, man. I, I love how in-depth everything is. I just sit back and listen just about your uh, leaderboards. Now, how do you collect all that? Do you put it all into like a Google form and then submit, have kids submit that way? Do you have a clipboard with them you just write down and put in Google Sheets later? How do you track that? For the, for the AMRAPs or for the uh, top fives? Both. Okay. Uh, so for the AMRAPs, it's literally if you're going for the AMRAP, you have to call me over. Your spotter has to count out loud. So I may have two or three people going for it. And I recognize you are AMRAP. That means if I see a bad rep, if I see a form break, if I see anything, I can call your set done. Um, and they're good at it too, you know, but they're also teenagers. They're going to cheat. Like they're going to cheat. And if you're thinking, oh, not my kids, you are naive um, or out of parochial school, in which case maybe, but I'm out of public. So that's not happening. Uh, so we call them over and we just, the, the person counts the, the reps and yeah, sometimes I video it. So I know it's there. I can you know video it. Um, that's pretty much how we do it for that. I don't walk around with a clipboard. I do walk around, but um, normally pacing the middle, but I just, I just have to witness it and I have to hear the counting. That way I can still watch everyone. Cause I don't want to just go to one of my 28 racks and stare at one individual. I'll get to the side where I can still see everything going on. And if it's a really, really cool one or uh, one that's been up like all day, then typically they're a uh, crowd forms. And I'm fine with that. Share them on. Let's go. Um, and it's awesome. And so that's that's fantastic. Now, as far as max outs go, we do a max out card. Um, so here is a max out card from someone. But I treat it like a uh, powerlifting meet. And that wasn't a good one because that person only didn't even do two of their lifts. So that means they failed the final. Um, but they uh, they get a pop week and then get three attempts during the day, just like a, a powerlifting meet. I teach them your opener needs to be something you know you can get hit even on your worst of days. Your second attempt needs to be close to the PR, maybe a PR. Uh, third definitely needs to be a PR. If you go three for three, you qualify for a bonus fourth. You do not qualify for a bonus fourth if you miss one. So that's why I tell them open light, open as something you know you can hit. Um, so during max out, they hold a card up and I walk by and I have to watch all 500 kids with possibly four attempts on four lifts 
I'm not great at math, but I know that's thousands upon thousands. <laughs> and then uh, Coach Kaler helps me as well. He's in, he's in here with me. He's a teacher of record. Um, and then luckily Thomas, who's been a, he was a high school intern. Now he's a, he was a summer intern. He's at Trine University right now. I believe he's going to be at Notre Dame this summer for a college internship there as well. Uh, he comes back and helps just because there's something I say on mine a lot on caffeinated coaches, but I also tell my younger kids and, or my interns is coaching's coaching, need to coach. Like, you want to get better? Coach. Go volunteer, go coach, 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 coach. So anytime he's back, he comes in this room, he takes it to heart. He's going to be an, he, I mean, he's going to be a stud. He, he's going to be an amazing coach. Um, he's very intellectual when it comes to talking. Like I can actually sit down with him and, and uh, Nick as well. And that's, like I said, I was doing that before I got on this podcast. I can sit down with them and talk because they know what they're doing. Matter of fact, all three of us together this summer got the HSSCC uh, together, like during the summer. They went to NACON with me, um, road trip that. That was fun. It was just, it, it's cool. Uh, but that's kind of how we, that's how we do our max week. That's how we, and then as far as that data goes, um, that does end up in a, uh, on the card, they'll walk by. And then on the Friday of Max Week and Team Builder, the the numbers on the card have to match what they're putting in Team Builder. So they just line up, and if it all four matches, good. If something's wrong, they fix it right then and there. Now it's in Team Builder, but then once again, they're kids. I don't trust them. So then I take all the cards and and put them all on a Google Sheet. So I have it all on a Google Sheet from um, every year I've been here. And then in Team Builder, it should have been taken care of by them. But if they messed it up or they want to go back in and change something, um, then it's in my Google Sheet correctly. And that's what I refer to when doing the boards. Sweet, man. I was just curious just because I want to implement leaderboards. Um, you know, I, I think that's a great incentive for kids. Um, but also, I, I like to see for myself, like, okay, where, where are we lacking that? Where do we need to go? Um, you know, when I see a 160 average bench on a football team, you know, there, there's, there's some uh, things that we need, we need to do. Um, right. so, uh, awesome job there. Okay. Well, let's that's go ahead. I, I added the, uh, sorry. I, I, I do have one more club board. I, I don't think I mentioned it, but our, our front squat club. And that's because we back squat. Um, that's what I test. And some schools, once again, don't believe in back squatting. That's fine. Um, but they front squat. So I wanted to know, I, I need, I like to have normative data. I like to be able not to sit there and say, Oh, I'm bigger, whatever I need. I need to kind of know. So then I made clubs once again and our male front squat club is 335 or more or double body weight. Cause I always argue that 150 pound kid front squat and 300 is more impressive to me than a 300 pound kid squatting 335. So we have, um, 335 or more. And then double body weight. And if you ask me why 335, I don't remember. Um, I think I was calling. I, I think I called a couple of the coaches up here when I was moving up here and I was getting boards made. And I knew it would be a club for us because it's not a lift that we do all the time. Um, but it was something I wanted to be able to, to compare. So I knew where we were at. And that's where I came up with that number. And then for the, for the ladies, I went with 200. And I think what happened was I asked people and they, someone told me 185 and 315. And me being me, I was like, well, then ours has to be bigger. Um, so we went 335 plus, and then we went, um, for the girls, 200 plus we have, you know, like, oh gosh, we have a decent, we have a decent number of girls on it and, and a really great number of, of guys on it with our best front squad, I think was 435 for the guys this semester and 235 for the girls. 
Uh, I just kind of popped my head too. Do you have any leaderboards for like speed or anything of that nature? Yeah, so we don't have um, an actual board for it because I didn't have a way to test it. We had a dasher unit that I couldn't get to work. Um, so in our weight, so I don't have like a, I don't have anywhere I can like full on sprint the kids. Uh, we, we have a grass field. We have a track that probably needs resurfaced. Um, we have a band parking lot that has a slope. Um, so not great running surfaces for testing. So inside on the turf, I did do a, because everybody was all about the flies, um, this summer and this beginning of the fall, everybody was about to fly and everybody was like, Oh, I got to fly, fly, fly. And I agree. I'm, I'm huge on sprints. We do sprint work all the time. We do plyos, we do skips, bounds, all that. I was a former head track coach. Um, and I specialize in sprinters. So we did the flies. Well, the only lead up I could do was we had a 10 yard fly with a 10 yard lead. That's all I could do. That's all the room I had. And they were still running into a wall. Um, I at least put pads in front of the wall so they could hit the pads, but that's about all I could fit. And so we did that. And I had, um, I did do a leaderboard for that. We had someone get uh, 1.00 on the 10 yard fly for the males. And then I had a female get 1.13. Uh, once again, 10 yard fly with a 10 yard lead. Um, so I had to call around to see if that was good. Apparently that was pretty good. So I was like, all right, I'm happy with that. And then that was fun to test them on the dasher. I just put my iPad at the end and then they would, um, it was in my wave system. So Tuesday, Thursdays, we do waves where every six and a half minutes they move to a different set of racks. So our D racks are, are, are dumbbells and volume based or, or sliders and stuff. Then we do our max effort, dynamic effort in the middle and then the other version of it. So an upper lower and then athletic on the turf. And so that day, instead of doing jammers or throws or sleds or something like that, we did just a 10 yard fly test. So they line up on the turf, boom, hit their fly look at the uh, iPad as soon as they put the thumb up and then the next person could go because I knew their number and then they would put it into their team builder later. Sick, man. I was just curious. Um, you know, I, I, like, I like the speed stuff as well. I like seeing 10 yard flies and with the five build in or a 30 or a 10 or build in. Just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it was, it was fun. We need, we need to, uh, we're going to do it again next semester. It just, it, it drained the battery life out of my iPad. Um, so I had to find a place I could like plug it in and it was, I mean, send the lasers up was a bit, I have the older model of the dasher. So it was just a little bit of a hassle, but I wave everything in four week blocks. It just never made it back into the wave. Cause then I was doing sled. I was doing the things that, that were, that was just to test. And then it's, it's still fun. We want to do it. I think, um, with, uh, track opening up soon, they're going to be, at least they should be sprinting. They shouldn't be just jogging the hallways, but they should be working on sprinting. So I'm hoping that I don't want to burn them out on that. I'll still do it maybe once or twice a week. And, but we sprint every single day. We just don't measure it all the time. We race though. We line them up and race. We just, I don't always measure it. Sick, man. All right, let's go ahead and start wrapping some things up here. So uh, let's go ahead and do the conjugate coach spotlight. So is there anyone in the field of strength conditioning that you want to shout out or highlight? Oh man, absolutely. So uh, for the shout outs, uh, I already shouted out my, my two summer interns, Thomas Sportsball and Nick Payne. I know they're not in the industry yet, but I'm telling you, they're going to make waves. Um, my 9 a.m. crew, anybody that's ever been in here uh, with me for my 9 a.m. crew on Sundays at 9 a.m. Here at, here at Concord, we've had some awesome guys who I've shouted out throughout the podcast as well. Um, so I feel like I've shouted people out the whole time. But uh, my dude, Adam Lane, I wouldn't be where I'm at without Adam Lane. Um, same with Travis Nolting, who's a football coach, but I wouldn't be where I'm at without those individuals who, who kind of kept me, kept me going. Um, so he's, he's awesome. Uh, 
my boy Justin Loudon, who you know, um, that that dude's just he's been awesome for me. And AJ Grzinsko, who literally drives here every Sunday, which is once again, it's an hour and a half drive for the guy. Um, but that means a lot. And it's and I, here's the bad thing. I could go on and on for about another hour of just naming people. And I'm going to feel bad if I don't name people, because once again, it's these shout outs, the, the people in my tribe, the people I tag um, when I post something about our, our caffeinated coaches podcast. Um, it's really been important to me and just guys that I can, uh, can lean on, um, and have a good conversation with. So, uh, all them dudes are, are definitely awesome. Brady Willard, Brandon Webster, Aaron Latinsky. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to keep naming dudes. Uh, so you probably want to just ask your next question. I'm just going to spitball names at you for a while. Mark Garrett, like <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying names. Hey, you can keep on, man. I mean, I got the time. You can you can sit there for another hour if you really want to. I mean, it it wouldn't be hard. I just pull up my phone and just start naming people out of these uh these different chats for sure. But no, it's it's been awesome because once again, Indiana is really really not good, mostly because we we have the founder of all this stuff, you know. So I feel like our state had a leg up on a lot of folks, and then. It just helps, man. It helps having these these different people that you uh, that you can contact and and text with and and all that. So it's just been I don't know. It's it's awesome. Like I said, I I'm I'm going to feel bad because I'm going to get off of here and I'm going to be like I didn't name Aaron Miller who I just remembered to name or Savando who just had the baby. But I think I I think I've tried to I did my best to sprinkle them all in throughout the episode so that hopefully I've I've given enough people name drops that no one gets upset with me. Well, awesome job, Coach. Um, I want to appreciate, or uh, yeah, I want to appreciate you for taking your time and everything like that to set aside to do this podcast, man. I know, I know, scheduling, and you probably know as good as I do for podcasting. Scheduling is hard mm-hmm. <laughs> some days. Uh, you know, things change all the time, just like our normal jobs. You know, everything changes on the fly. But uh, I do appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this, man, and. Uh, just be able to chop it up and you know bring ideas and bring some uh, really good talks to this episode, man. It, it's, uh, I really do appreciate you, man. No, absolutely. Uh, heck, you need to get me added to that to you and Loudon's group text. I I can send some awesome, funny TikTok videos in there. I'll send some jokes. It's a uh, you need to get me added in on that one. I like having my my strength coaches group text. I'll be sure to do that. I'll, uh, Loudon actually text me. At some point there in this episode, it's like, hey, man, did you watch my presentation? It's like, not yet. I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Coach Lyon, you're listening. I know you are listening. I appreciate oh, you, Oh, he's going to listen. He's listening, for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Coach, uh, thank you again. That's another episode of the Conjugate Chats. Please follow our, t- our not TikTok. I actually changed our TikTok. Um, our Twitter at Conjugate, Co- or Conjugate Chat Podcast on Twitter. And coach, uh, follow Coach Fearson. Hey, there it is. Person <laughs> on his social medias as well. In the name of strength, stay strong and have a day today.